Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The privacy concerns over the RCMP for years using non-publicly disclosed intrusive spyware in major investigations. And the concern is, well, or the question is, I don't know how much of a concern it is, but the question is, might they have expanded the use of that particular spyware to go after individuals or situations where it might have been to their advantage? David Fraser joins us, one of Canada's premier internet privacy law experts, founder of the Canadian Privacy Law Block. He's a partner at McKinnis Cooper in Halifax and a frequent guest on this program. David, thank you very much. Do you have any concerns about the RCMP having overstepped its uh, its boundaries using this particular technology? I, I have layers of concerns, and, and probably my number one concern is the fact that they actually probably didn't overstep the, the current rules, which tells me that there's something wrong with the current rules. And I would hope that the parliamentary committee that's looking into this is going to readjust those rules. Okay, so, so the, sorry, go ahead. Well, So the RCMP said they, they got warrants, they got uh, intercept warrants when they turned on the devices to intercept conversations, and they had general warrants to do other things, and, and so this is all done with, with appropriate judicial oversight. But my concern is that for example, they weren't required to go to the privacy commissioner in advance and have the privacy commissioner weigh in or recommend parameters around it. But I'm not sure the Privacy Act is necessarily the best way to fix it. So, uh, so as Brenda mentioned, that, that police in Canada, the RCMP in particular, have used IMSI catchers and denied using them uh, and have used other intrusive technologies and, and things like that. One of the problems that exists is that, the, for example, the Toronto Police and the OPP and other police agencies use these sorts of things as well, but they're not subject to oversight by the federal privacy commissioner. I, w- I would want to see a mechanism in the criminal code that says police don't get to use new technologies that haven't been announced and reviewed unless they go to a superior court judge, which is what they have to do for a wiretap warrant. Uh, and that court would have to appoint what's called an amicus. That happens regularly in the federal court when CSIS goes looking for warrants uh, so that the technology can be fully explored, the implications of it can be fully explored, the appropriate limitations can be put on its use, that it's only used for serious, serious crimes, for example, kidnapping, imminent terrorism, murder investigations, so that you don't have function creep uh, that allows this to be used in, in other sorts of uh, other sorts of circumstances. So I think our, our system related to these has to change because the RCMP sat on this for years and years and years, uh, but they were able to do so, and that's a problem. Yeah, I, I had a question. I don't know if it's relevant anymore, but given the fact that they sat on it for years and years and years, but now these questions are being asked, do you think this might have an impact on criminal or national security evidence the RCMP may bring before the courts? Probably not at the end of the day, as long as it was, collected, the evidence was collected with judicial authorization pursuant to a lawful warrant, um, then they're able to able to do that. You know, some of those warrants might be vulnerable to being challenged if the RCMP or the police agency wasn't sufficiently forthright with the court about exactly what it was that they were going to do. There's a duty of candor because there's there's nobody on the other side. Uh, so the, the affidavit used and the testimony used to support getting the warrant 
has to be completely clear and transparent and, and actually supposed to talk about both sides to the extent that that's, uh, that that's applicable. So there may be issues. I'm also concerned that if the RCMP can break into my phone, other people can break into my phone. Yeah, exactly. Can break in. And so if the RCMP is aware of vulnerabilities that exist in, let's say, Android or iOS that they can exploit, that means that they know that there are backdoors in devices that bad guys can exploit. And bad guys are exploiting this sort of stuff. In fact, there's a whole industry, uh, and we don't know who the RCMP is getting this tech from, but there's a whole industry of companies that try to find these exploitable backdoors and then sell the technology to authoritarian governments that are being been involved in, in massive abuses of, of human rights and civil rights. And I think there's an ethical obligation on the part of at least the government of Canada, if they're aware that these backdoors exist or these vulnerabilities exist, they should be telling the vendors because it doesn't just affect a couple bad guys. It affects every one of us who walks around with a smartphone in our pocket. Mm-hmm. So it's important that we know, or the government knows, representing us, what specific spyware the RCMP is using? Oh, and absolutely, and, and, and how it's been. Somebody needs to know, and somebody needs to needs to review, and somebody who's who's not with the Department of Public Safety and not with the with the RCMP, somebody who is independent at arm's length, who can actually help determine what's the appropriate balancing. This is the nuclear option of surveillance. This is giving the RCMP an invisibility cloak, and allowing them to sit on your living room sofa completely undetected. Or on your bedside table. My, my phone is always in my pocket. And when it's not in my pocket, it's on my bedside table. And so it travels with me wherever it goes. And, and so not only would it, if you turned on the microphone, would it pick up my conversations, you'd probably pick up the conversations of my family members and, and others, yeah. setting aside the fact that many of my conversations are, are legally privileged uh, as, a, as a lawyer. It is the nuclear option. And frankly, I, I do not trust the RCMP or frankly, any law enforcement agency or the Department of Public Safety to do the appropriate balancing to determine is this appropriate in all circumstances or some circumstances, what are those circumstances? It's certainly a terrorism, kidnapping, murder. Um, If it's a last resort and this is all they have left to adequately investigate or to prevent the loss of life, it may be absolutely appropriate. But is it appropriate in in other forms of uh, forms of offenses? Somebody needs to think about that. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.